Welcome to The Sipping Point, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forster, the wine coach, and I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine one or maybe four glasses at a time. So expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, spirits, food, and so much more. Well, this week, I'm thrilled to have sommelier Chris Coker, who's also a friend, from Agio Baltimore, here to introduce us to some of his favorite Italian wines. They're going to break us out of this winter doldrums. They will definitely do that. I've had it. Okay, Chris? So I hope (laughs) you're going to deliver. We'll taste four great wines that many of you may not have heard of, but you need to, because if Chris is bringing them, they're delicious. Yes. Chris Coker <laughs> is a sommelier at the Agio Baltimore. You guys are over by Power Plant Live. Yes, we are. 614 Water Street. It is the Baltimore restaurant of Brian Voltaggio? Chef Brian Voltaggio, yes. Of Top Chef and everywhere else, right? <laughs> everywhere else, yes. So the food is delicious. We know that. But not only because I've been in to see you and you dine, not only is the food great, but you have a really fun and amazing wine list. We'll talk about that in a second. Yes. So tell us a little bit about what people can expect if they come see you at Agio. Well, Agio is uh, Brian Voltaggio, Chef Brian Voltaggio's fine dining restaurant uh, focused on Italian regional cuisine. And um, it's a beautiful restaurant. Uh, the menu is absolutely gorgeous, uh, obviously helmed by Chef Brian Voltaggio and Chef de Cuisine, uh, Chef Dan Izzo. Uh, mm. Just super talented uh, chefs producing beautiful food. And I get to work with um, a couple of master sommeliers uh, who have put together the list. And that was the real reason that I, I could not wait uh, to begin working there. It's exciting. Uh, it's extremely exciting. And um, I got to work with an all-Italian list. Now, I was at... Cork's restaurant with an all-American list, and right, then I, I ventured remember. out. And but Italy is actually my beating heart. It's Aww. it's I absolutely it's love one Italian of my wine. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was a dream come true. I'm I'm astounded and happy and elated. And yeah. I just cannot more happily about where I am right now and what I'm doing. Yep. And Keith Goldston, who's Keith Goldston. your master, mm-hmm. actually, I told you. And Kathy Morgan. Uh, and Kathy. Keith did my test for my intro. Oh, did he really? When I did the intro test in New York. One of the nicest people I've ever had really the pleasure nice of meeting. And, and um, talking about demystifying wine, he is just one of the most, um, you know, just easiest person to speak to. That's great. Um, yeah. I just, uh, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. Great. So you're here. And one yes. of the things I love about your list uh, and we'll get to tasting some bubbly that you brought me. I'm really excited (laughs) about that, Um, is that you do have all these great, eclectic, interesting, as well as, you know, the the traditional regions that people expect. But the way you have the wine list organized is really fun. So tell people about that. Well, we know that Italian wine is tough on a lot of people. Um, Once again, it's not most um, of the wines do not have the varietal listed on the label. Uh, It's done by region and people are confused. They don't know what they're drinking. So we actually separate the wine list based on what people traditionally know. So we have some headers like if you like Pinot Noir. If you like Chardonnay, if you like Malbec. It's a translation. mm -hmm. So we group the wines based on, um, you know, if you're drinking Malbec, you want something that's really juicy, big, giant, dark fruit. And so we have wines in that category that very much like Malbec. It's like on Amazon when, you know, you buy a book and it says you may also like. (laughs) You guys are doing that for us. But with wine, it's way more fun. (laughs) All right. Great. So we both have an extreme love of bubbly. And uh, last year at the end of the year, I had Julie Dalton here from the Four Seasons. She's amazing. With her champagne campaign. Yeah, I cannot wait to go again. (laughs) I know. But you brought me 
something bubbly that's from Italy that rivals a champagne. What do we have? So in front of us, we have the Contrato. Uh, this has actually been bought. It's, it's been around since for over 145 years and uh, recently has been bought by La Spinetta, the famed Barbaresco producer. I love producer. them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so they have a very high quality of wine production. And uh, this is actually cannot be called a Franciacorta, which is the closest to champagne that you get in Italy uh, because it is fruit from that area, the Ultra Provence, and, um, but it also is Piemontese fruit, too. Mm. But it is Pinot Noir, 80%, and 20% Chardonnay. Okay. And it is done in the classic method, which is uh, re-fermentation in the bottle itself. Right. And so very much like champagne. Yeah, and this is not made like soda or even like Prosecco. No no problem with Prosecco. It has its place. Prosecco but is this a is a very method. artisanal, mm-hmm. handmade product, and it tastes as such. Oh, yeah. Well, the beauty, I think, of Prosecco is its over-glorious fruit. And there's always, when you're pairing wine, there's always nece- it's always necessary to have something that is very fruit-driven to go with a certain dish. Mm-hmm. This, on the other hand, has that yeasty quality, that it kind does. of like baked bread or, or toasted bread uh, nose, and uh, which is very much like champagne. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, for me, honestly, champagne goes with everything. Yeah. I, I have, I have <laughs> I guests constantly who are like, well, what goes with this? I'm like, uh, champagne? <laughs> and there's so many different styles of champagne that that can be true. Exactly. Right? You can have something like this, which is Pinot Noir heavy, or you can right. have a Chardonnay heavy, or even a Pinot Meunier heavy. Right. And then you have the different flavors, demi-sec, which would be fantastic with desserts, Lur- or yes. something a little sweeter. So, so yes, true. there's always a moment to drink champagne. It's not something that is for special occasions only. Right. Every day I is think a Americans occasion. are getting this now. I mean, sparkling wine sales, I think they said up. I don't know, 20%, 17, 20% in this country. Mm -hmm. A lot of it driven by Prosecco and Moscato and things like that. But still, so what would this uh, sell for on your list? Now, that's something that's really special about where I work and why I was also very much attracted to working at uh, Agio. Uh, The wine list is priced to be extremely affordable. Like, we want people to come in and drink great wine for a very affordable price. So, this which would probably be on other people's wine lists around 60, 60, 80, 60 to $70, is only 44 on airs. Wow. So This is only 45 on your wine list? On our wine list, That's yes. excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. And it's great, a great way quality. to start. Like, if you're coming in, I always say, especially when you have a wine list like yours that has so many amazing things that you want to take some time to go through the list. And, you know, exactly. if you want to do that, if, if people don't want to take the time, they can hand over to you and they <laughs> will not be disappointed. But... I like to do that. So to order, if you have a table of four, a bottle of this, it's just like ordering a glass of wine, and it's the perfect way to start. Exactly. And it's going to go with that burrata, that cheese that you have. Well, we also do uh, a chef's tasting menu, and it's a la minute. The chefs decide what to uh, what to have. It's different than what we were doing before. And if you want, I pair wines. And uh, I'm not afraid to go and start, or even somewhere in between, go with a little bit of the contrato, if not champagne itself. Great. All mm-hmm. right. You know what, Chris? We're going to take a quick break so I can drink more of my bubbly. (laughs) And we'll be right back on The Sipping Point. This is Lori Forrester, the wine coach with The Sipping Point, and we're back with Chris Coker from Agio. If you want to take a look at all the wines we're tasting today and a link to his website, go to thewinecoach.com. Okay, Chris, love the bubbles. Wonderful. Now we're moving on. And these are all great wines that people can come in and see you and try. They can go and find either the same or similar at a retailer. We have great partners here. We have Wine World in Hartford County Mm -hmm. and uh, Oh the Dog out in Easton. (laughs) But this next wine is a Suave. Yes. 
So, kind of a genie in the bottle. It is. <laughs> 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 what do we have? So, um, actually, I pour this a lot for tasting menus because we have a, a dish that's been there from the very beginning called Tonarelli Narrow. Mm, and the Tonarelli is that? a squid ink pasta, and it's tossed mm. with an uni butter and crab meat, a little bit of jalapeno, and what we call arabe, which is uh, Chef Brian Voltaggio's version of Old Bay. And wow. uh, we were pairing it with red wine, but I was kind of hell-bent on white. And so I pulled out this genie Lafrosca Suave Classico, and it's a match made in heaven. Mm. So I think most of us who are in the wine world have had genie before, right. but this is their single vineyard on Monte Frasca, which is one of the famed uh, mountains uh, for the great production of Suave, which is Garga- uh, Garganaga. It used to be called Garganaga, and now we I know I've Gargan- been corrected. <laughs> I Garganaga. Know. So I still trip over that all the time. But um, what I love about this is that this is volcanic soil. A lot of people don't think about that for north being volcanic soil, but it is um, that, and it comes out in the wine. This is an average of 90-year-old vines, and we know that when vines get old, they produce less, but much more concentrated concentrated fruit. And this I think it's like is people, intense. right? As I we get so. older, we can't do as much, but what we do is so much better. So much better. I yes. know. I agree. <laughs> and what I love about this, I mean, you obviously are pairing it with a an amazing dish that people probably aren't going to try to replicate at home, but seafood. Mm -hmm. This is a great seafood. Beautiful. Actually, you know what? I would actually do this also. Uh, You can do it with any kind of vegetable, which is a rare find when it comes to wine. Right. But I would also do this with any kind of charcuterie as well. Like I could see sitting down with some prosciutto uh, prosciutto and uh, actually drinking this Suave uh, Classico. And remember, this is Suave Classico. There's a lot of kind of mediocre suave out out there, but right. Genie, G-I-N-I, you can trust everything they do. Agreed. And they are extremely affordable wines. Yep. So. And suave classico <laughs> is like Chianti classico, and it's the heart of the region, it the is. best vineyards. The very best. But yeah, if some of the um, baby boomers are out there listening right now, they're probably thinking suave. That's like, used to be like the cheap bulk wine. Exactly. But in the last 15 you know, years, it's really had a whole turnaround. Exactly. All these artisanal producers, like, is it still Todd Ruby? Todd Ruby is yeah. the, yeah, is the, he's great. The mouth. Yeah, so the mouth. <laughs> I won't tell him you said that. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Okay. <laughs> but it's really delicious. If you like Pinot Grigio, if you like a Sauvignon Blanc type of wine, mm-hmm. this is less of the I would say grapefruit, also. but it's that crisp style, but it has enough body that uh, an oak Chardonnay I was going to say, if like you like too. Chardonnay, this is something that's just a little bit different, but the concentration level and the intensity is definitely there. This does not does not see oak. No, it's but it's got a little steel. creaminess it does. on the nose. And that is just the age of the fruit. It's just mm. intense in flavor. Really, um, really nice. Yeah, I absolutely adore this wine. It's one, I can drink it all day and all night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to have to try that um, just as a research, and we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> all right, perfect. So love the bubbles, love the white, but it is winter. Exactly. And in the winter, I definitely drink more red than I do uh, white Definitely champagne. I always keep up. But what do you what do you have for us, Red? So this is something that's very dear to my heart right now. I've always been about Sicilian wines. I absolutely love them. And once again, it's another region that is on a turnaround. Okay. Because for the largest longest time, they were known for just mar- um, Marsala production. Right. Um, but the bottom fell out. And, I mean, nobody's drinking uh, sweet wine, and it's only um, now people have begun drinking port and Madeira and sherry again, but they still haven't kind of taken up on Marsala. So a lot of these old companies, uh, the families, have started to focus on indigenous grapes. 
Nice. And uh, so you'll see Nera Diavola, Frappato, uh, Norella Mascalese. And it's kind of interesting because Norella Mascalese, Norella Capuccio, as well as Frappato are all children of Sangiovese. Interesting. As well as Galeopo, which is the grape of Calabria. So they have my, well, they suspect that Sangiovese is actually a southern Italian grape, much to probably the chagrin of everybody in Tuscany. Oh, don't tell the Tuscans. I know, <laughs> exactly. Get upset. So but is this a blend of, of This is all actually 100% okay. Norella Mascalese. Okay. And this is grown on the north slope. And I'll get the spelling of, of that at the break. Yes, because, you will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just like saying it. It makes you sound special. <laughs> Norello Mascalese. <laughs> Who would know if he's saying it right anyway? <laughs> exactly. It sounds good. It sounds good. Okay. So on the north slopes of Mount Etna, uh, all volcanic soil because, I mean, Etna is still erupting. It erupts multiple times a year. Um, wow. Nothing substantial. Uh, I don't think they've had anything substantial since uh, the early uh, 2000s or okay. early 20th century. Yeah. Um, but there are all these different types of lava f- flows, which they call contrada. And they ah. actually plant the different vineyards. Some of them, I think this, uh, the average vines are about 70, 80 years old. Wow. And um, what I love about this, and I heard Kathy Morgan say this in a class, and she said that if you want to understand what Norella Mascalese is about, pour a burgundy into a Barolo. And you'll have ah. Norella Mascalese. So you're going to have that beautiful acidity. And when I say acid, don't oh, think yeah. something scorching or something that's out of balance. Just you want that acid to match food. You want it to be balanced. And it also has beautiful tannic structure. But it's there's something very sexy about this. It's Absolutely. so elegant and full of that cherry, raspberry fruit. But the I think the volcanic soils come through. It's really super minerally as well. Yeah. But I can I can have this with anything from duck to rabbit to even scallops if there's a winter preparation of, say, um, some kind of, uh, you know, winter squash. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then also we have an asabuco on our menu right now. And that Ooh. asabuco on this, because of that beautiful acidity and the, the beautiful tannic structure, is going to be beautiful. Uh, it's, it's a great pairing. Delicious. So, so the Genie Suave Classico, the La Frosca, is 46 you said, on your wine on list. On our wine what list, What is yeah. the... It's um, a little bit more expensive, but, you know, it's Etna. winter and we want to treat ourselves. So on our wine list, the Etna is 64. 64. Okay, mm-hmm. still for restaurant wine list, that's pretty reasonable. I think so. Yeah. I think there's a, you know, it, it, it tends to be on the top end for most people, but if you splurge, and I have a lot of people who do uh, splurge on this, and they are, they're so happy. Yeah, you're right, because you smell it and you think Pinot Noir or something lighter mm-hmm. red, but then the mouthfeel gives you much more structure than the nose would ever indicate. You just exactly. get that fresh fruit on the nose, and the, the acidity makes your mouth water, but it's not that. Pucker or any of that no. that you see with mm-hmm. some like really tart reds. Yeah. That, it's that extremely well balanced. Remember that they get tons and tons and tons of sun. It's very dry. So it's perfect conditions for growing red grapes. Okay. Well, you know what? We have to take a quick break. We're going to be back okay. on The Sipping Point with Chris Coker from Agio, Baltimore. We're going to taste a dessert wine. Yes. And then I'm going to ask him for some predictions for 2015. We'll be right back. Excellent.